0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I got him, Valara. I just had dinner with D-Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, cause that is what you gonna do. Saviato, New Balance, style of style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie, Antonio Gibson. Farms, that's the Farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just- trying to see you out. I used to be with Now beating early city out. Why should you talk to one Respect about her. Picked up. And Mullins fumbles the
1: football. Washington has it back. Chase Young. They're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but
0: thankful. Maybe I got but it all too fast, and too soon. To Living life, no finish, no. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. Joining me is Brian Murphy from Hot Atlanta, Georgia. Brian, how are you doing over there in Atlanta? Are y'all running out of gas like we are here in Virginia?
1: Yeah, thankfully I uh, actually filled up this morning, but uh, I heard everywhere is out at at this point. It's insane, man. But it's other crazy. than that, pretty good.
0: I didn't even know you could hack gas like pipelines and stuff, yeah. but apparently it's a thing and it happened. So thanks, Russia. Uh, my town's freaking out. We've been in a state of emergency. Apparently, North Carolina is too. But all is well because you know when you run out of gas, we still have football to talk about. So. I wasn't worried about the world ending and running out of gas on the side of the interstate this afternoon because I knew I was going to come home. We were going to talk about football, finish wrapping up some draft players. First off, I just want to say huge, devastating news today with Colt Brennan. I know me and Brian were talking about it. I remember growing up, and I mean, I'm not that old. I'm about to be 28. Um, Cole Brennan was 37. So, I mean, we're not too far off. I just remember, like, that was, like, one of the peak times in college football for me. Like, Cole Brennan putting up just video game-like numbers at Hawaii. Like, he would throw 4,000-plus yards a season with ease. Like, to me, it was must-watch TV and then obviously drafted by Washington. Um, Had a crazy game in the preseason that come back against the Colts. I think we were down, like, 16 to 7 or something like that. Threw two touchdowns in the second half and just let us back. I was just ecstatic to see him on the team, especially, you know, being a younger fan, but Brian, just real quick, what was like, what did you remember from uh, Colt Brendan playing at Hawaii?
1: Yeah. I mean, he was just always a name to watch and, you know, Hawaii was always cool to, to see them play. And they were, they were really good, uh, especially when he was there. And he was a big part of that and, and getting drafted by the Redskins. I mean, uh, like you said, kind of more of an off season, you know preseason type hero but still part of the team and uh it's really sad like you said 37 is is not old at all and uh for him to be gone it's, it's crazy i was i was shocked by that news so yeah prayers right. out to his family i yeah, couldn't
0: sure. believe it the the i remember the blonde hair and the rainbow visor like he was the quarterback swag before it was cool he started that whole movement yeah man i remember like the cult of cult uh, training going on like the Washington fan base, so it's just a cool moment. Like you said, once you're part of the Washington family, you always are. So, uh, I just wanted to start out and talk about that. Um, to start the podcast because that was just a guy that I loved growing up, I just couldn't believe the news. So, definitely thoughts and prayers out to his family. Um, but speaking of being drafted by Washington in our last episode, we really talked about those first five picks and how they really fit with our team. And to be honest with you, this seems to be more the bread and butter of Washington, you know, lately in the years. Drafting late, finding these late round gym guys, and possibly we have some. So, Brian, we're going to go through the last couple picks here. And also, interesting note that we only signed one undrafted free agent, which is the lowest in franchise yeah. history, actually. A little nugget. Last year, we only did, what, four? And this year, it's only down to one. But I think that one has a very significant impact on the team coming up. So, we'll talk about that. But diving right into it, Derek Forrest, free safety out of Cincinnati, 5'11", 200 pounds. We talked about that athletic score and how we were just drafting all these freak athletes. We see speed everywhere. This guy is up there with the elite score of 9.7, ran a 4'4", 140. I didn't know much about this guy, honestly. I watched a little bit of Cincinnati last year just because it was fun watching you know, Desmond Ritter. Going right. out there, throwing the ball, especially that game against Georgia. That was one of my favorite uh, bowl games, to be honest with you. I was, oh, yeah. I, I wanted Desmond Ritter. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of mad he went back to school. But especially you being out in Georgia, I'm sure you got to watch that game. Oh, but yeah. when I really watched the tapes on this guy, there's a couple of things that really popped out. And then I also listened to what Ron had to say about him. same with uh, Jack Del Rio talking about his game. He really fits that mold of like that hard hitter in the secondary that we look for. Kind of remind me of Cam Curl, just not afraid to go after the, the ball, make some big hits, lay that hammer. And they really made an impact saying, this guy is going to start out on special teams. And I think they're not even just saying that he's just going to start his career in special teams, but I think he might actually start special teams. I yeah. think him and Khalid Hudson will both actually start on special teams coming out because we've kind of been wondering what kind of role Hudson has. And I think we'll see more of that this year, but you see the speed, you see the the hard hitting ability on both of those guys. I think. This guy has more of a DeShazer Everett role, honestly. You have that depth, that safety, and then you have, you know, he was a captain on special teams. Like, he could possibly, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be, like, the captain next season, but, you know, we see some injury history with DeShazer Everett, and then you have Forrest, the younger guy coming in, who we kind of see a trend. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, vets getting pushed out and younger guys with some right. speed coming in. What do you think about Derek Force? Do you really agree with me of what I think about with DeShazer Everett and his injury history? And this is really kind of like a liability and backing that up.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know some of the quotes that I saw from him was him being excited about playing special teams, saying like nobody's going to be able to block me. You know that they, they can't they can't run with me when I'm uh, I'm a gunner that kind of thing. And man, that gets me excited. You know, a guy that's excited about special teams, I think he kind of realizes that's what you do as a young guy. That's what you do as a young. Uh, defensive player a linebacker you know defensive back like he is young guys you gotta cut your teeth on special teams and you're right DeShazer Everett is a great example of that he's been a special teams stalwart for them and then when he gets called on to play on defense he, he always seems to be in the right spot you're right though injury history is huge and uh, you need to be available and so hopefully Derek Derek Forrest is that guy and Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about a guy that's excited. You know, whatever he's called on to do, I think that he's going to be excited to do it and um, think it'll be a lot of fun. And I think I think you're right. I mean, I think he certainly at first is kind of that the Shazer guy on special teams. But you you start to wonder maybe is he, you know, do they think real highly? I know he's a, a fifth round pick, but you know do the they cam see... curls our
0: seventh like you exactly never know. you never see know.
1: him as another late round uh gem that can be paired with cam curl and I, you know we don't know until he gets out there and starts uh playing in NFL games but could be exciting to see him and curl back there and like you said he's a he's a team captain which i think is you know really a theme for this draft for washington at least what it sounded like and um so yeah I'm excited about this guy he just seems to be pumped up and ready to do whatever it takes and that's the kind of kind of kind of thing you're looking for for a rookie just being eager and he seems to have it
0: yeah to me I was just like how can we possibly get rid of Aki and this was a good way to do it I feel like you can't do much worse than Aki and it really baffles me that he's still here to be honest with you he's, um, he's
1: fast and that's about it and that's yeah. not going to get you anywhere when you can't when you're, when you're in the wrong spot, it doesn't matter how fast you are. Yeah. I forgot who it was, but he
0: literally missed a tackle twice in the same play. I think it was against the Giants. Got stiff arm, missed the tackle, got up, missed him again. I was yeah. like, okay. Is, that was all I needed to see. Um, but the one thing I do like about Forrest was he has great range, which is what you really look for in a safety, you know, specifically a free safety. And that really led to him playing a lot of single high coverage because it's just you on the island out there. Like, you are the safety help. And you have to be able to go from sideline right. to sideline. You need that range to cover the whole secondary like that. So he did that very well. Um, I will say it was a couple of cons I saw, you know, he missed some tackles and you're not going to get them all. Not saying I want like a 90%, you know, tackle rate on this guy, but you know, there's definitely some concerns with missed tackles. And then also yeah. he tended to do what a lot of safeties do. That's bite on the quarterback's eyes. And it's, kind of hard not to you know when you're playing against you know top tier quarterbacks and they're using their eyes to really you know that's one thing if you hear like quarterbacks talking about breaking out of the plays like i look over here to get the safety to bite and then you know hit it over the top behind him to where he's out of range to to get to the wide receiver you're not always going to be perfect you, you're going to make mistakes you're going to give up big plays but it's really limiting that being disciplined learning from those mistakes not saying all right i'm gonna keep you know this is a possible interception. I have to go get it. And then the guy's going deep behind you, 30-yard yeah. bomb, and you look like Apke all over again. So, to me, like, he has a lot of upside. Um, getting him in the fifth round, thought that was, you know, a good pickup. Like we talked about, Cam Crow's in the seventh. Turned out to be one of our better picks. You just never know about a guy. You really have yeah. to base it off of what you see, what he could possibly do, what his upside looks like. And to me, like, I love a hard-hitting safety. If he was a soft guy who was just afraid to get in on the play, but he was athletic, I'd be like, eh, you can find good athletes. But, like, I want that headhunter. You don't really see that much in the league anymore. There was a couple plays where he was just dogging dudes. So I checked off on this guy. I approve of the pick. I'm a big fan. Um, Do you think he officially kicks Apke off the roster come when we're breaking down the, the final rosters?
1: I mean, he's got to, right? I mean, he Troy Apke was not a Ron Rivera pick, and I'm going to keep hammering that home. These are some guys that are left over because that was as good as it got with Ron here, but Ron's turned this roster over, and now he's got his guys, and I think we're going to see that. I think Ron guys are going to, if there's a tie anywhere, Ron guys are going to win out, and I think this will be another example of that, and how can you not? We mentioned Apke has just been so bad you mentioned him you know having some growing pains you know you kind of get that from a ball hawk he's gonna go make plays he's gonna go make big hits but every now and then he's gonna whiff. the good thing that is risk
0: reward yeah
1: yeah the good thing is is that he's gonna be he's probably not going to be asked to jump right in to a starter role I mean we'd love down the road for him and curl to be paired together for years to come but, you know, we, there's still Jeremy Reeves. You know, there's still Landon Collins. There's still DeShazer Everett. All these guys have actually played in games. And so that's a, that's a good thing that, you know, hopefully Derek Forrest comes in and, uh, you know, forces his way on the field with the way he practices and the way he plays. But the good thing is that uh, right now he's solid depth, can contribute on special teams. And uh, eventually as he kind of grows into himself and grows into learning the, the system and learning the NFL – then he can step in, but right now the, the the positive is that I don't think there's a real need for him to jump out there day one.
0: At the end of the day, special teams players makes the difference. Like mm-hmm. you make the cut because of that. And if I had to pick a gunner between him and Apke, I'm picking forced all day long. Yeah, no way. Don't want Apke, You know, sprinting down special teams. I'm just like, all right, here we go. We're kicking. It, we're kicking it off. Like you don't. You don't want a liability on special teams because that's what really flips the game. Right. Like, if someone returns a kickback on you, boom, momentum shot. That could be the the drastic change in the game. So, I have high hopes for this guy. You know, I don't like to hype late-round guys up too much. Um, but just the more I watch this guy, the more I like his game. Like I said, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. But we never really saw Abke stop making those mistakes. It's like he All kept right. making tackles. Like, we saw that one interception against the uh, 49ers in, like, the Mud Bowl. And you're like, yes, like, is what we've been waiting for. And then it's just like, miss tackle, miss tackle. You know, yeah. not in coverage like you're supposed to be. So if there's more better than bad, then I'm happy with it. Um, after that, Cameron Cheeseman.
1: The cheese excited about this
0: guy, the cheese. Stoked about this guy. Um, the biggest flag was like, we traded picks to like to, to get this guy. And then Ron afterwards is like, Oh, there was teams trying to trade up to get Cameron. Right. Like, make no mistakes about it. Now, my guy Fletch from Alabama was the first long snapper taken by Carolina love the video by the way when he got drafted <laughs> coach Roll calls him and he's like hey you coming in he's like i don't know man like i'm i'm trying he's like no bro i'm drafting you he's like what shut up like, <laughs> I, I didn't I was, see
1: that that's awesome yeah
0: no it was, hey. it was awesome because he thought he was going to come on as undrafted like a uh, free agent
1: that's
0: awesome um, but yeah so, so actually fletch and she's been like the one and two long snappers a lot of people actually had Cameron number one long snapper in the draft but both of them were at the senior bowl like they were thought that highly of and it yeah. seemed like there was not even like a third fourth that there's just like, Hey, these are really good. And I remember like Fletch getting recruited so heavily. I'm like a long snapper. Like it doesn't like, it's not exciting, but you're like, if you have a good one, like you, you don't, don't want to hear his it. name. Like that's
1: good. Yeah. yeah. But if you, you have think a bad about it for, one for a decade. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like I really wrote down. I don't know how you test athletic scores for long snapper, but once again, he ranked elite. (laughs) So I'm happy with it. Um, But how hard is it going to be coming in as a young kid, replacing a guy like Nick Sundberg, who so many fans, I mean, obviously me too, were just so heartbroken. 10 years. This guy's been here since 2010, done Mm -hmm. so much on the field and even more off the field for Washington. He's coming in to replace a guy who's been a fan favorite forever. I mean, how is that? Like, is that big shoes to feel? Like, like, how do you really feel about that?
1: Yeah, it's gotta be tough. We were just saying, you know, you don't ever know the long snapper's name. But the funny thing is, is that everybody knew the long snapper's name here because he left exactly. such a mark. And a lot of that was off the field. And um, you know, it's not like he made any spectacular plays as a long snapper. I mean, he just did his job well for so long. And that that there's pressure right there for for Cheeseman to come in and just have to do the job well because you know as soon as he you know it's a bad snap or um, a wobbly snap whatever it is people are going to be freaking out like why didn't oh, we yeah. bring sunberg back so the there is hearts, a lot of yeah. pressure there i mean there's pressure replacing any position but especially a guy that has been here for literally a decade that is huge shoes to fill i don't care if it was you know a, a water boy for a decade i mean th- th- that's a big deal so yeah, a lot of pressure on him, especially that he he traded up. And, you know, Ron can say, hey, yes, we traded up. There were people wanting to get him. But what, at the end of the day, to hear that the team traded up for a long snapper, you better be a really, really, really good long snapper if they traded up for you. I'm not saying he's just a long snapper because I know that that job is hard. But, yeah. you know, to trade up for a long snapper, that's saying something, man.
0: How many teams are just like trying out free agent long snappers? I've never heard of it
1: yeah like i feel like either, have,
0: you got one or you don't like
1: yeah i mean what's his name another bama guy carson tinker i think he's been in the oh, league yeah. forever T- he just
0: I think he's on jacksonville
1: yeah he just you lock a guy in forever and, yeah. and god forbid they get injured and then you do have to find somebody so yeah it'll be interesting because he's going to be working with the guys that sunberg knows so well and tress uh way and dustin hopkins those guys have been together for a long time Gosh, so there's a lot of
0: such a trio <laughs> yeah it's gonna be so yeah. weird not seeing that
1: there's a lot of timing there and you got to imagine that they're going to be working out ASAP. So, um, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on a long snapper, but uh, that's the kind of job that if you do it wrong once, you're going to be a, a, a villain. That's for sure. And especially in this scenario.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we talked about how much the fans really knew Nick and um, I'm actually having Cameron Cheeseman come on the pod. Um, hopefully go. Monday night, we'll talk You know, probably next week. I just want to get to know him. Like, I want to talk yeah. football. I want to talk ball. But, like, I just want to kn- get to know him as a person. Um, Our good friend Donovan White um, played D1 football. I've had him on the podcast a couple of times. Played high school ball with him. Um, and just, like, dude, he's such a good guy. Can't wait, like, for us to talk about him and stuff like that. So, looking forward to that. But, like you said, it's just such big shoes to, f- like, fill. Going from Nick Sonberg, And we'll talk about some other shoes to fill. Three seventh-round picks. All right. And like I said, we 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 kind of got spoiled with seventh round picks going back to Cam Crow last season, Jimmy Moreland before that. Like we're just like, dang, we're finding some really good guys in the seventh round. And one of my biggest needs going into the draft was depth at the DN spot. I'm like, if yes. someone goes down, like when Chase is having his groin problems, or we don't know about Kerrigan, who's another vet who might be you know awkwardly pushed out of here. Yeah, still have no idea what's going on with that. We go out and get one, possibly two DN guys. We'll talk about that. But William Bradley King, DN from Baylor, six foot three, two fifty-five, scored a ridiculous nine point one eight on the athletic score. Had a great senior bowl when I was there. I took some really good pictures of him actually. Um turned out really cool. Send them over to him. He liked them. but I loved his game. Like I I I love linebackers, but if there was another position I love on defense as a DN. I love a guy who's going to fight, get to the quarterback, play nasty, play tough, make some big hits, get to the quarterback. 82 tackles and 14.5 sacks the last two seasons at Baylor. Those are big numbers. You know, on one side of the line, like I loved it. He is a little undersized. People have talked about that a little bit, you know, at 6'3", 255, compared to Sweat, who's 6'6", 263, 265 range. Same with Chase Young. He's about the same size as Sweat. So he might be a little undersized, but, like, to me, do you think that's more of, like, getting more speed, you know, being 10 pounds lighter, faster hands, faster off the line? I mean, Sweat and Chase Young are as fast as it gets. Like, their burst is what makes them so good. And we've seen Chase Young chase down running backs. But this seems to be more of the, the theme of the draft, like we've been talking about, athletes, speed. Do you think we're getting that with Bradley King?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm not overly worried about his size. I think Jack Del Rio can coach him up. Like, I mean, we saw him take this defense and turn it into something special. And there's there's nothing to say that he he can't do that with these rookies, too. Um, I think think you're right, though. Being a little bit smaller is not necessarily a bad thing. When you're going up against huge linemen, you might be able to bend underneath them a little bit quicker. I mean, it's not all bad things when you hear that he's a little undersized. I think also – like you said, it's hopefully, you know, God willing, we're not talking about a Chase Young injury or a Montez Sweat injury. These guys are truly just death and and give a, a breather to those guys. So, you know, given a different look, a smaller guy in there might kind of throw teams off, you know, whatever it is. I, I'm not overly worried about that. You're right. He, he, um he had a, a big, a big career at Arkansas state before even going to Baylor. So, I mean, we've yeah. seen him do it in a bunch of different ways. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him. But I go, I go back to your original point. Uh, I think, you know, we talked about early on on the last episode about linebacker and wide receiver being so important. Um, defensive end depth was right up there. I mean, we were looking at Casey Tuhill as maybe the third guy and James yeah. Smith Williams. And no offense to those guys, but I mean, you can definitely do a little bit better. So uh, you're right, though. It's interesting with Ryan Kerrigan and what this means. I think the they definitely want to give uh William Bradley King and and a couple other guys have shot before potentially bringing Ryan Kerrigan back but uh the writing looks to be kind of on the wall there Uh, we'll see what happens though
0: yeah we haven't heard anything about Kerrigan like there hasn't been like I think Kim said it the other day like Washington really wants to see what they have in William Bradley King Shaka Tony Jason Smith Williams Truthill, like you said really want to see what they have in those guys before committing to Kerrigan he kind of made, And he definitely made it known like he wants to be a starter. He doesn't want to be a rotational guy. Don't blame him. You know, at his point, in his career with everything he's accomplished, all time leading a you know, sack leader for Washington. You want to be a starter? Like, go be a starter. Like, but yeah. we are telling you that is not what you're going to do here.
1: I mean, yeah, like, I mean, it's obvious. He saw that last yeah. year. And, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It's it, it might be a tough, awkward ending, like you said, but, um, you know, cheaper options are are available in the draft and you got to see if those will play out before going and spending, you know, a little bit of coin on a a guy that is just going to be a rotational piece at this point.
0: Every guy on the DNs on a rookie contract right now.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) we're not like carrying, I'm sorry, but we're not going to pay you 12 million a year again. Right. If you want that kind of money, I don't think, and I don't think he'd be asking for I think that's outrageous to ask for 12 million a year. But like, if you're still asking for anything in that range, like you got to go elsewhere. Like he, you know visited well, Cincinnati don't know how that went but we just haven't heard anything
1: and I think that's kind of telling the fact that he hasn't gotten you know at least not more public offers or more public interest that's kind of telling you know on where he's at because you got to think about it. I mean he is 10 years into his career he's over 30 um we love the guy don't get me wrong and he's a sensational player and loved having him in Washington but you know Time is undefeated. And so, you know, if you have the chance to go younger and cheaper, which they have the last couple of last three years, we go back to drafting yeah. sweat, you, you got to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, and to me, I thought he would absolutely sign with the team because the edge um, and, you know, DN positions in the draft weren't that good. Like, we didn't have mm. another Chase Young and like all these great pass rushers in this year's draft. We had a couple. Then after that, it was just like, uh eh, like, I feel like Kerrigan, like the market's there for him. So maybe it. he is asking for too much, um, but I was happy that we added some DN depth. And I knew the guy, like I said, I watched him a good bit, um, just getting ready for the senior bowl and then watching him at the senior bowl. Those were my favorite drills, man. I was telling you what these one-on-ones with the offensive linemen and the DN pass rushers just fighting hands, just throwing down, finishing blocks. Like you love watching yeah. those, like getting on like outside of those uh, cones and stuff like that, trying to get to the quarterback. Love watching those physical drills.
1: There's a, there's a lot of stuff in those like drills that don't really translate, right? I mean, you can almost, yeah. people are saying, you know, the forty, you know, what is that really showing you? Them running in shorts, yeah. but put the pads you, on, and let me see you run. Yeah, two exactly, yeah. But two guys going at it in the trenches like that, you can see a whole lot of stuff, and you know, to see guys dominate that and kind of get the better of a guy, you're like, okay, who's this guy? And so, yeah, uh, yeah, that's 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 nice to hear that he was he was making a name for himself. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I never get sick of watching Aaron Darnold fighting a guy who has giant right. knives in his hands. Like, I could watch that yeah. all day long. <laughs> yeah. Like, Aaron Darnold is, like, literally milliseconds away from getting stabbed in the forearm. Like, I can right. watch that all day. Like, that's yep. fine. Uh, maybe William Bradley King will pick up some, some of those, you know, knives. Maybe why we'll do, like, you? similar why swords.
1: Yeah, yeah, why wouldn't you be watching Aaron Darnold? That's the best there. Do is... chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one. Step up it up.
0: Take, take it up a notch. Um, so, yeah, super excited about... uh. WBK we might be going from HBK to WBK
1: whoops mm. uh,
0: <laughs> sorry guys was he the, um,
1: was he the one that uh, w- posted an edit of 91 or was yes, that yes
0: I meant to bring that up thank okay. you yes William Bradley King put an edit up of 91 even I was like oh shoot sure. like, you don't you usually put the edit up after you get your number right. Watch it if you're listening to this please give us our rookie numbers because everyone else has those except ours we got Jamin Davis's and that's it and yeah. Donnie Brown better have number two but anyways
1: he, he yeah. uh he like put that on Instagram or something so we'll see
0: yeah hoping deuces um yeah. but yeah that like everyone started flipping out like even me I was like oh man Kerrigan's gone for sure like they gave him 91 like you know how big of a slap the face. like I feel like you don't just give that away right away like or do you
1: I don't know I, uh, I don't man all he time second you he's just
0: like Free agent, going, hey, honest, not, number ninety-one.
1: I, I was curious. I was just looking at what his number was. He was number ninety-nine at Baylor, which he knows yeah. he's not going to get that. So maybe it would, he, no. that was just him picking his next favorite number. It might not have been a personal shot or anything, but yeah, no. He tweeted be, out.
0: He was like, "That's Big Bro's number. Like I have to earn my respect to get that."
1: But yeah, he
0: knows. Like, and I don't think he did it on purpose. Like he saw everyone like freaking out. He's like, "Whoa!" Like I was not trying to do this at all. Yeah. So we'll see what number <laughs> he gets. Probably won't get until the start of the season at this point um but then shaka another guy d end possibly big question mark out of penn state i know lake Lewis is happy shout out lake uh six foot two 238 is what they listed him on the website when they put him in to me that's very concerning because he's played up to like 255 close to 260 where like you want an edge to be like everyone's saying oh david collins got fat in offseason like he's like 265 270 almost like put him as an edge that's what you want, but like two thirty eight on the edge in the NFL.
1: That, that yeah,
0: that's bad.
1: Thinking about that being down here in Atlanta, I, I I hear and think a lot of Vic Beasley, and that is not uh, a good thing. A, a small <laughs> guy out on the edge is getting thrown around like a rag doll. I I, I don't I don't like hearing that, but um, it will be interesting to see where he is his weight is at. I, I did see that he. Um, he fast during Ramadan, and that's part of it. Okay. So, um, you know, you know, maybe that that that's where it's at, and maybe that you know that affects his his playing weight and all that. So that that's interesting, something to keep an eye on for sure. I you need hear,
0: to
1: fast. Yeah, but, oh, me too. Um, but uh, it's just interesting. You're you're right. You know, the fact that he was so successful at Penn State, you know, getting after the quarterback. I think he was like top ten all time in sacks I at sacks Penn State last year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there, he's definitely doing something right. But when you hear that light of a weight, you're right. It kind of is like, oh, wait a second. What's what's the what's the end goal here?
0: Yeah. And to me, I'll have to check back. I should have done this. I got to check back what he weighed at the senior bowl. But I, like I was telling you, man, in one on ones, he was having a rough go. Mm. Um, he was having a rough, you know, love his game. I'm a fan of him. Absolutely. But I'm gonna point out the things I saw, I'm, you know, I'm not going to kiss ass to like every player right i'm gonna keep it real like he got bodied a couple times like quinn Miners, man i was telling you the guy with his belly out the whole time in the senior bowl soon like as soon as someone got hands on shocker tony like he just shut down yeah like it's like they just like hit off switch and he's like eh, i'm done like there's no way i'm getting to the quarterback and that's what a lot of people like i was reading scouting reports and stuff like that that's what a lot of people say like loses very often when the offensive lineman gets that first that first punch man like have you ever been like hit like fresh off the line but offensive lineman just jabbing you in the chest. I have not but no, <laughs> no, I know
1: I have I can't imagine Hitler's it feels good.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like they're saying like when the when he gets hit with that yeah. first move, I mean, I can't talk trash cuz like I'd probably like fall out needing oxygen, but Yeah. like once he gets hit with that one move, he's kind of done. Um but what really goes in his favor is he has a lot of pass rushing moves. You know, you have like the swim the swim moves you know, you have the um, the jukes, you have the turns, spin rounds, you have these, you know, certain hand fightings you like to do. I'm not an edge rush, you know, aficionado, but just watch this guy's hands. Like he has quick hands, he has long arms. I love a DN with long arms. Like that oh, might sound so really weird. Yeah, Montez Sweat's got those like ginormous extender worms.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: what I look for. Like, and that's like my favorite Sweat plays. Is like, oh, he's like, you know, in a block. Whoa, just completely rips the ball exactly. out of the sky, gets that pick against uh, the Cowboys. But you really got to think about his size. And I've been doing some research, listening to John Kime, and there's some interest in him playing at outside linebacker, possibly as a Sam. What do you think about that?
1: I was just going to say, you know, we were kind of talking about it, but maybe they don't view him as a, a pass rusher only. Maybe they view him as a situational rusher, but then also able to do a couple other things because, you know, he is a, a little bit lighter, like we've said. Does that benefit him in some other ways where he can play a more traditional linebacker role as opposed to going after the quarterback all the time? Maybe you can disguise a couple looks, you know, he's known as a pass rusher, you know, that's where his history is at. Can you maybe throw some teams off with him out there in a different packages? It will be interesting to see. And and we've, we've already talked about it. this team desperately needs linebacker help. I mean, no offense yeah. to Cole Holcomb and John Bosick, but there's a reason they went Jamin Davis with their first pick. And, you know, there's a reason that, you know, they, they've, t- they've been linked to linebackers all off season long. So maybe Shaka Tony isn't, Necessarily a backup to Chase Young and Montez Sweat, maybe he's a, uh, a a guy that's competing for a job and you know you know in the linebacker. Backup
0: core. Sam, yeah. So uh,
1: yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Um, but I'm with you, seeing that that small of a guy. Uh, I say small. I mean. I, I doubt he's small, but yeah. you know, the, the weight wise, for his, just, for
0: his position, yeah,
1: it's just easy to to get thrown off by you know bigger guys. I mean, weight kind of wins in that situation. So when you're going up against 300, 330 hundred thirty pound guys, I mean, three hundred, I mean, however big they are, you know, that that is gonna definitely get past a,
0: Quentin Nelson I promise you that
1: yeah exactly you know it kind of limits him I would think you, you're probably not going to send him up the middle you know against the guard you got to hope that he beats a tackle on the outside and maybe his pass rushing moves do win but you know it'd be nice to see him put some of that weight back on and um, but it'll be interesting you know I, I trust in Ron and, and Jack Del Rio we, we keep saying that and we really gotta if we're gonna say that gotta actually let it play out so I'm not gonna get too negative on him but it is an interesting pick and that's why I'm glad you brought that up. It makes me wonder if pass rusher only is the uh, role that he has or if they've got a couple uh, more things up their sleeves.
0: Yeah, Khan brought it up in one of his podcasts recently and it really made me think. Um, and like as a Sam, there's two things that you do key. You blitz pretty often, which like mm-hmm. I could absolutely see that but then you're also like very important in the run game. Like you need to get run stops and he didn't have the best run stop grade, like on the D line. So like, it makes me worry. Like what would that look like at the next level? You know, as a linebacker, how would, how well would he do? And he's got the speed, he's got the movement. Like I, I have full trust in that, but I just don't know like what that looks like. And like, right. that's understandable. Like, it's like the opposite of what people were saying about Zayvon Collins, like always oh, linebacker move him to the D line. It's kind of the opposite. Like, d lineman maybe moving to linebacker kind of thing um so i can see him like blitzing i don't think he's gonna start obviously no you're know, just throwing that out there. i'm not saying he's gonna start at sam maybe some sub packages where he's coming in as a blitzer like he looks like he's you know in the linebacker spot blitz up the middle or whatever you're not having to beat offensive linemen like right off that jab move you're using your spin moves and your your mm-hmm. you know agility he has great bend really good bend you can get around these guys who are already in their stances you're not, you know, you're not taking that first initial move right. if you're not lined up on the line. So I can see it, um, kind of, you know, reminds me of like Saint Juice, Like, where do they play him? Do they play yeah. like he does this very well? But they kind of want him in this role because he can do this well. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of risk of reward, like pros Versa- cons.
1: Yeah, versatility. I mean, where do you use it, man? Do you use his strengths? Do you uh, or do you put him where he's most comfortable? Can you get away with moving them different spots? I mean, that's kind of been Ron's mo, um, you know, probably throughout his career, but especially over this last year, just kind of putting guys in different situations. So we'll see again if he's able to do that with uh, w- with Shaka or how they use him.
0: Probably one of my favorite names too, like Shaka oh, yeah. Tony. That's a bad name. Like
1: I also can't wait for Shaka Tony to pop Kadarius Tony one time oh, in a yeah. Giants Washington <laughs> game. I can't, I'm, I'm I'm like. I cannot wait for that moment. I can't yeah. wait to tweet that out. Tony V yeah, Tony by <laughs> Tony on Tony crime. Yeah. I already said like my slogan's gonna be
0: boom shakalaka when he gets a sack. Like
1: okay.
0: I'm all in. That's trademarked. Right. Like that's me. I'm gonna be the obnoxious guy at the stadium when he gets a sack. Um, so it's definitely gonna really be interesting to see where they fit this guy, but a lot of upside that athletic ability, even though he is smaller, like you have to look at the speed. His hands, he can get to the quarterback. He has a knack for pass rushing. So, any i can get to the quarterback. I'm a fan of, so and, I approve of it.
1: One, one other thing, uh, you know, Micah Parsons is now an, an enemy. Uh, we don't like him oh. anymore because he he's on the Cowboys. But he was, uh, I think, tweeting, you know, on the third day of the the draft or whatever. Uh, why wasn't Shaka Tony be drafted yet or something like that. So yeah. Uh, a really good linebacker. I know he's his teammate and, and all that. So you gotta take it with a grain of salt. But I mean a lot uh, of people are
0: talking about Shaka that like saying like yeah. this guy needs to get drafted. Like the, the upside this guy is absolutely there. Yeah
1: and maybe maybe all it was I, you know all it was is the weight. Maybe they were just kind of curious why he's so light but I I mean it doesn't matter how light you are if you're getting after the quarterback the way he does. So I'll yeah. I'll take it.
0: The thing to watch is how much he weighs coming into camp. Yeah, if it's at that two fifty five range, I'm like, all right, cool. He's coming off the line. If it's like the two thirty five, I'm like, nah, he's a linebacker.
1: Well, and <laughs> also, I mean, you got to think about it. Hot summer and training camp. How much of that is he going to sweat off? I mean, it is something to definitely watch. I almost feel like we need a daily weigh in for for him. <laughs> Somebody get on that the
0: biggest loser, but the biggest gainer.
1: Yeah,
0: at <laughs> Tony up oh, ten pounds. like let's go.
1: Stock is up. <laughs> bye
0: bye 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 bye. All in on Tony. Dax Millen, another small guy, six foot one ninety pounds, sucking wet, very bad RAS score. Won't even talk about that. 4.59, one of the two guys that were not
1: ranked elite um for us. Yeah. But and it that, that stands out with this draft. I mean we've yeah. been talking like, about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's that gosh? green?
0: Where's that green RAS score at? Yeah, what? exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's not saying he's a bad player, but it definitely doesn't yeah. fit the mold of where they've been going this entire draft. So it is interesting.
0: But I will say, the dude put up stats last year with you know Zach Wilson. Now, he was his favorite target. Um, Forty times kind of slow, four point five seven. You'd, you'd expect a guy that size to be kind of faster. So he's not beating you like off of speed. I feel like he's beating you at the line. You know, getting that separation early, getting behind you, getting that cushion, and just having enough. And like I said, he had a phenomenal quarterback in Zach Wilson mm-hmm. last year. They had the chemistry. Didn't really have anything in 2018 and 2019, like stats-wise. He had nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. He had a one-year wonder. 2020, he had 70 catches, 1,188 yards, and eight touchdowns, averaging 17 yards per catch.
1: I like that. This guy
0: was up there with Devontae Smith and Jalen Darden with passes beyond 20 yards. Like, he was, like, second, third. He was right there with them. So, stats, like – jumps off the sheet like this guy Mm -hmm. has potential but he has that one breakout you're like why wasn't it there before
1: what happened
0: maybe it was zach wilson you know you have a quarterback that good but then you have a quarterback like ryan fitzpatrick who likes to air it out deep that might be your specialty cool we're gonna find out because ryan fitzpatrick is gonna throw that thing to terry Dami brown and Curtis samuel all day long um but the wide receiver room is so you know, crowded now. I, yeah. I knew we would draft one wide receiver. I really didn't think we were going to draft two. So how surprised were you at that second wide receiver?
1: Yeah. I and mean, I think we talked about that in our little mock draft. We, we got, you know, I, I can't remember exactly which wide receiver we took, but we kind of like down when it got towards the end, we're like, I'm not sure they'll take a second guy. So um, yeah, it was a little surprising. Uh, you know, it's the next to last pick. So how much do you expect out of that guy? Um, but it, but it is interesting. You're right. That maybe they're hoping that the upside, you know, is continuing and maybe it wasn't just a one year wonder, but he just had to, you know, grow into himself a little bit. Um, but it is an I interesting, he's only like
0: 21. I think he's still pretty young, 20, yeah. So Yeah. He,
1: you know, and maybe, you know, his best years are ahead of him. Ryan Fitzpatrick's not afraid to throw the ball, even if you're not completely open. So if he does wow them and gets out there, he's got to be ready to, to make some plays. It also makes me wonder, like you said, that wide receiver room is super crowded. I mean, there are going to be some guys um, let go that you know were part of this team, probably even last year, but definitely two years ago. And again, it yeah. goes back to Ron's guys. Um, you know, Ron drafted Dax Mill, and he drafted AGG, who you know we still need to see some stuff out of AGG. But you know, Steven Sims, Kelvin Harmon, uh, Cam Sims. All these guys that were not Ron guys, I mean, they got to definitely step it up and and be ready there. You know, they, they brought in some competition for a reason because they need some pass catchers. And um, I don't know how much you expect out of Dax and the, the next to last pick in the draft. But yeah. it does show, hey, they're bringing in some guys and uh, they Dream like them enough to draft them. Yeah they, yeah, they liked him enough to draft him. And so you got to think that they're going to give him a fair shake at, at making the roster. So it is super crowded. It will be interesting. I don't even think we can begin to guess who the last five, six receivers are going to be. But it'll be it's interesting. Tough. That'll be something to watch all summer long.
0: Yeah, that's like the big storyline for me. Is like, who is our final guys? Like, we've already started I, cutting guys like Jeff Badet, um, and some other guys. But like, to me, that's what I'm excited to see. Who makes that it, final cut?
1: And Kelvin Harmon coming off an injury, you know, we, he posts videos of him running routes. We've seen tons of guys post videos and then them not be where they're supposed to be at. So, I mean, maybe he's not fully healthy. Maybe this Draw is a car. Yeah. Fire yeah.
0: Fire.
1: yeah. And then, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'd can go on and on, but I mean, the the, uh, he was drafted by Ron, but I mean, he did little to nothing last year and you got to yeah. think that they need some more out of him, especially since he was taken in what, like the fourth round last year. I fourth mean, that's round, kind yeah. of, that's pretty high up there and, and you want to see something out of him. So yeah, whether it's just to, to wake up some of the guys already on the roster, or if they, these are legit competition threats um, it, it'll be so interesting to see what that wide receiver room looks like. Yeah. The two positions I want
0: someone to just be like, Hey, this is my spot. I want to see linebackers. And I want to see wide receivers. Like, I want mm-hmm. somebody to be like, this is my unit. I'm here to wreck. Yeah. You know what? Like, I'm I'm here to stay. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think Cam really started to become one of Ron's guys last season with some of the big plays he made. You know, I, I, I've i been waiting for that, um, especially as an Alabama guy. Like, I've loved Cam to death since the Armour right. All-American game. And I was, like, hype on this guy. And he finally showed something last year. And AGG, another interesting guy, had one of the hardest rookie seasons, you know, with COVID, being at Liberty, staying open, like, Weeks after everyone else closed, and like right. I said, dealing with COVID during the draft and no off season, you know, trying to learn a whole new offense, and then some injuries coming up—like literally the hardest road for him to go down. Like it happened, yeah. so I want to see how he bounces back. That's one of the guys want to be like, nah, don't forget, I'm that dude that you took in the fourth yeah. round out of Liberty that can body you up. So I want to see that happen. But like I said, don't really know too much about, to, you know, how much we should put into a guy like Dax, like, could he possibly return punts? I don't know. Like Sims tried it, had some good moments, had some really bad moments. Um, Maybe Humphreys will. I don't know. Maybe that's another shakeup. Like Danny Johnson's kind of been another guy that returns punts for us and kicks for us. Maybe Dax could be one of those guys. Like I said, special team guys make the team. So who knows? Um, And then I mentioned we only signed one undrafted free agent
1: surprising a lot of free agent though
0: yeah <laughs> this dude i love i love jerry patterson i loved him at buffalo this guy is like me anytime i played ncaa like what yeah. 2012 or whatever i'm like i'm gonna run that score up against everybody like and i was always the running back whenever me and my buddy played dynasty together he was a quarterback i was always running back and i put up these kind of numbers jerry player numbers oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was like on rookie mode. Running back out of Buffalo, five foot seven, one 195. And you watch the tape, you're like, you see how small he is. But he's like a little bowling ball, but he's so mm-hmm. fast, too. He didn't run a 4'5", 140, not terrible, not like the best, but like good enough to get the job done and good enough to put up some insane numbers. He is a Maryland boy. Um, and coaches raved about him so much. Like this guy has been doubted his whole life, his whole career, and he just comes out on top. Every single time, studies more than anyone is just consumed with the game more than anyone, and they're like, "There's no doubt he makes the roster," because I know like he will not go down without making the roster. You think so? He's just gonna fight. I think he does. Like, there's you can't convince me that Peyton Barber is gonna be better. This guy, like Peyton Barber, is statistically and athletically bottom three running back in the entire league. Like, you can't get worse.
1: No, like he's gonna get you I'm those you.
0: awkward three, you know, touchdowns of like one or two yards a season, but that's it. Yeah. And that's my big question for you is like, do you think we abandon a bruiser like Peyton Barber? That's really all he is a short yards back. He needs to get one, two yards, or it's third and one, you know, go at the goal line. Like, that, we have to get like that one yard. That's Peyton Barber. He's just gonna be the ugly, sloppy runner. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna call it like it is.
1: It is, yeah. It is what it is, yeah. You
0: have Gibson, you have J.D. McKissick, Joshua Davies. That's right. And then you have Peyton Barber, who's like the one guy who's different than those two. Do you think we just abandon that for a short, small, faster speed back who puts up
1: big numbers? It is interesting because I mean there is a role for the the one yard and the two yard kind of guy, but maybe Lamar uh, Miller though. Yeah, no, I keep forgetting. He's he's not like
0: he's not like Barber though.
1: No, I keep forgetting that he's on this roster, but, but you're right. I think Jarrett Patterson, I mean, the, the, the chance for uh, a home run is is pretty nice. You know, you're, we're talking about Peyton Barber hitting a single every now and then <laughs> when you got a guy that can I'm hit. A, yeah. When you got a guy that is a threat to go deep like Jarrett Patterson, I mean, that gets you excited for sure. But one interesting thing I noticed is, you know, three, 1000 yard seasons, tons of rushing touchdowns, but I think he only had like 20 career catches which will be interesting with how much Scott Turner likes to go to his running backs out of the backfield, oh, yeah. And maybe, maybe that's not his role. I mean, we saw last year that that was really McKissick's role. I mean, Gibson caught a couple passes um, and maybe Jarrett Patterson isn't used that way. But in, I feel like in the NFL nowadays, if you're a running back, you got to be able to catch the ball. So that'll be interesting to see if they use him um, in that way at all. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't need to see Peyton Barber anymore and it's no offense to him. But there's just, I don't need a guy that can only get you a yard or two. I'd rather have a guy out there that can break through a tackle and get more than a yard, not just fall down after, you know, crossing the line of scrimmage. So I'm absolutely with you. I think there's a good shot that he makes the roster. Um, You know, it seems like they really liked him. Like you said, the only, the only free agent they signed, they got, you got to think they really like him enough to make him the only guy. Um, So Definitely a good shot, and uh, I'm curious to see how a five-seven running back is used. But not going to count him out at all, at all. Yeah. I don't think that height, and you know, we've already talked about a couple of guys and their weight. I, I don't think that those are detrimental. But it's just, I it just makes me curious how they're going to use um, use him for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I said, being that Maryland boy, played with Chase Young uh like pop warner
1: like those are two that, positives yeah
0: yeah like those help you like and not saying like he needs help making a team but like that just connects you to the team it makes you want to be there more and he you know put the picture up of him like behind that washington like player with the jersey on. and like mm-hmm. love that kind of stuff but like you said man his worst season was 1013 yards and 14 touchdowns
1: yeah that's
0: his worst season in three years like that's insane 2019 Almost eighteen hundred rushing yards and nineteen touchdowns. I want to look at Washington's rushing stats like with the running back before we even had Gibson. And like total season numbers, like I guarantee you it doesn't come anywhere even close to these no. numbers. And then in twenty twenty, he only played six games and he still six hit a thousand a thousand yards, a thousand and seventy two yards with nineteen touchdowns.
1: It's absurd.
0: Six games, like he's winning the Heisman on NCAA, like no doubt.
1: Well, and <laughs> him and the
0: same quarterbacks that are in it, like every year.
1: Well, well, and he, what was it, the eight touchdown game? So you take that yes, out, but then, but then you look, and I was like, okay, so eight touchdowns. So really, you know, if you take away that game, he's got twelve. T- well, five games, twelve touchdowns. That's over two a game. I mean, like he, yeah. all he does is score and and score again. So it's still average one hundred yards that. a game.
0: Yeah, if yeah. you take away that one game, he averaged over 100 yards a game and two touchdowns a game. Like, come on. Like you mentioned, that can't stay game. It was it was outrageous. I remember I was at work that day and they're like, oh, eight touchdowns for Jared Parks. I'm like, eight touchdowns?
1: And and like I feel yeah. like he had a good shot to have more. I don't know that he played the yeah. entire game, if I remember correctly. I think I don't there think was he a did. there was a chance that he could have gone double digits. Which is like at that insane. point, it was like,
0: nah, bro, come out, bro. Like,
1: yeah. 409
0: yards yeah 409 yards eight touchdowns in one game that's outrageous and they said he was on pace to break Ray Rice's like rushing yards but he only had six games like if he would have had a full season can you imagine the numbers you would have put up he could have just sat out one game and still would have had a good chance at breaking records like it's absolutely insane but sign me up for a running back room with Antonio Gibson Jarrett Patterson is like the backup running back and then J.D. McKissick has that third down back roll, kind of like what Chris Thompson was. Kind of, He showed us a lot last season. Mm-hmm. Second highest targets for a running back in the league, right behind Alvin Kamara, was J.D. McKissick. Yep, That was Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, uh, Alex Smith's bread and butter. I, but I want to see how he's used with Ryan Fitzpatrick, because he's not known for doing that much. Right. That might open up the game though because like we're going deep a lot with fits those under underneath plays are going to be there even more i want to yeah. see like how that's used though and,
1: and don't forget, maybe
0: lamar miller being a vet to coach all those guys up as the fourth guy
1: yeah absolutely and don't forget that jd mckissick and antonio gibson are former wide receivers so you got to think that that's gonna with a more um i don't know what the i don't want to dog on alex smith but with a quarterback that's able to do a little bit more and he checked down a lot yeah, to be, able to, to be able to split those running backs out every now and then and, you know, have them out wide. I mean, it does open the door for so many possibilities. And, again, it goes back to versatility. What Ron Rivera has preached from, uh, you know, preached practice from day one. Scott Turner loves it. I mean, Curtis Samuel is going to be using the backfield some too. You're right. The, just more weapons is not a bad thing. So maybe it, it, there isn't a certain role for Jarrett Patterson but I think they're going to find a way for him. If he finds his way on this team, they're absolutely going to find a way to use him um, because I think Scott Turner is kind of licking his chops, getting ready for all these new weapons, and yeah. having one more is not a bad thing. I mean, you just see the way he
0: plays, and you get excited about his shiftiness, his speed, that acceleration, just that small body just getting up the field. Is,
1: is So you mentioned 5'7", bowling ball. Is it G, um, Maurice, Maurice Jones-Drew? Jones, Drew. Is that Possibly. the comp? I mean, maybe maybe that's Probably, what he yeah. turns out to be. That's not and a bad thing. I would absolutely
0: thing. take that, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: MJD was a great back. Um, but, like, that's that's just what I really want to look for. Like I said, those three young guys, you know, Gibson, his second season, trying to learn the running back role. Like you said, he was a wide receiver turned running back. Mm-hmm. Jared Patterson learning the game more. Same with J.D. McKissick. And then Lamar Miller just showing the way. vet who's been around for a long time. Peyton Barber is not really giving us any kind of, you know, input in this offense, like we mentioned. So I that's the running back room I want. You know, if you put Lamar Miller on the practice squad, whatever, cool. They're still practicing together. They're still learning from him. You know, that vet leadership, I'm all for it. That's what I really liked out of AP. Not only was he, you know, still had a lot in his legs, but he was helping groom this running back core that we all haven't right. had in such a long time. Yeah. Very long time. So I'm hyped about it, but um, – Definitely looking for these guys. Like I said, there's a lot of storylines to check out as we head towards camp. And yep. Rookie Mini Camps is this week.
1: Yeah. It's just it's it, coming it, up quick. I don't know how much you can tell, but it'll be nice to see guys in pads and see hear some stories about what they're doing yeah. out there. So, yeah, I mean, even practice football is better than no football. So I'm excited. Exactly.
0: I'd watch football every day of the week, even if it's practice. Like I would watch right. that all day long. Um, but, yeah. Uh, rookie mini camps kicks off, and then big things coming up. Schedule drops tomorrow on Wednesday. If you're listening to this after that, the schedule dropped on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. But we will do a podcast Thursday night talking about the schedule releases, the biggest storylines of each game. Must check out revenues. Hopefully we play in Atlanta so we can come see Brian. I know.
1: Here is, here is to hoping that, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, you already know and you're laughing at me already. Here's to hoping that Washington-Atlanta is not a U.K. game. Please, yeah. please, please. Sorry, please,
0: Andy. Please let me watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, please let me watch my team in my city in Atlanta, please. That would be so Beautiful nice. stadium. Yeah. Oh, best it, game really I've ever gone to. it really it. is. It really is it's awesome looking
0: forward to a lot of things to talk about with the schedule breakdown you know we're not gonna just be like week one washington versus (laughs) so-and-so yeah we're gonna be talking about food cities cultures storylines you know the rematch with brady and washington so much can we finally beat the giants we'll talk about that more um brian anything you want to add before we check out and like i said get ready for thursday night
1: yeah, the draft is just step one, and now we're into offseason. Now we're seeing what we got over the summer. I mean, it feels like it slows down, but I think there's just going to be stories all throughout the summer. So never stops, and I'm excited to keep it going, man.
0: Yeah, we're we're hosting players. Some players are pissed off about it, didn't hear anything about it. John Kimes said it's a big maybe if we're going to sign these guys or not. So who knows? Stay tuned. It's, it's a never-ending soap opera here in Washington, as we are always having news to talk about. But Brian, it's been a pleasure. Like I said, we will see you all Thursday night. The schedule releases tomorrow. Tickets go on sale. Get your tickets. They're waiving fees for the first twenty-four hours. That's insane because I was talking about that oh, work. Fees cool. are ridiculously stupid. Like you're like, oh, tickets are hundred fifty bucks, and you get to shopping cart like three hundred. Like where'd that come from? Right. <laughs> so it's just outrageous. But looking forward to it. Full capacity at FedEx. Brian, football season. We got to watch it live. We will be there. I will Let's see go. you Thursday night. Peace. I've been ungrateful, but thankful Maybe I got it all too fast. soon living life no feelings, no rules I've been trying to make it last, make it move, But i am a to hop in this point and like a fool screen. I've been ungrateful, I'm thankful. I've been ungrateful, I'm thankful. Thank you for listening to Believe.